Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2383. Today, well, today we're going to have some fun with a very unique college that helps people that want to develop their skills in the automotive restoration trade. This will be fun. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in McPherson, Kansas, which is a very cool place because there's one of the coolest colleges in the nation there with a very special guest by the name of Michael Schneider. Michael, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear and are you ready to release the clutch? You got it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So before we get started and I give you an introduction and we talk about, well, a very cool thing that happened on the lawn at Pebble Beach a few weeks ago, which both of us were fortunate enough to be there and experience. What's one little thing that maybe people don't know about the president of McPherson College? Well, I'm a graduate and I've been working here for over 20 years. So you went to college there, you left for a little bit and you said, nah, I'm going to go back and just hang out there for the rest of my life. Yeah, it was turning into a very short uh, business career, and I've dabbled in startup and um, small business before I had a baby. And my wife and I are from Kansas, and we thought it'd be great to move back to McPherson. We we met at McPherson College and oh, wow. went away and lived in Denver for a few years and then came back. There was an opportunity at McPherson College at a time when uh, there was a lot of tension on this automotive restoration program. And I indirectly became very involved in the program in automotive restoration before I moved into the president's office. And I, I would tell you that this this program has been, uh, a you know, my my baby over the last 20 years. It's been something I'm really proud of. So Well, you should be. It's a really unique thing. I've had uh, many guests on the show from Gefferson College and a lot of people that know about it and many of your supporters as well. So let me give you an introduction and we're going to dive into some of the many unique things that you're doing there. Michael Schneider is the president McPherson College, where he graduated, as he said, back in 1996 with honors, earning an MBA from the University of Denver, a doctorate from the University of Pennsylvania, and supporting startups in everything from information technology to green energy. Michael answered the call to return to his alma mater and help spearhead growth to all-time highs in both charitable giving and enrollment. McPherson College also boasts one of the largest endowments of any private college in Kansas. And when Michael was named president in 2009, he was the youngest college president in the United States. That's very cool. With niche degree programs, including an automotive restoration, McPherson is reinvented itself as a significant contributor in higher education. And McPherson College garnered recent notoriety for having a student-restored 1953 Mercedes-Benz 300S win second place in the post-war luxury class at the Pebble Beach Concours d'Elegance just a few weeks ago. I was fortunate enough to be there, meet many of the students, and see this vehicle. I couldn't have felt more proud when all you guys rolled across the, the stage there. <laughs> it was absolutely secure. And they recently secured a one billion, that's B, billion dollar endowment commitment, which is the largest philanthropic commitment in the history 
of higher education. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. We'll be back in just a moment, but first word from our sponsors. So give them a little love and we'll be right back. Buckle up. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. So there is a lot to talk about today, but I want to back up a little bit here with you, Michael, and ask you a very simple question. How is McPherson College different than most colleges? Well, the the easy answer is we've got this four-year degree program in automotive restoration. And so we're the only four-year degree program in the country. And so for all of my car friends and car lovers out there, you know what that means. That means McPherson College is right out in the middle of this industry, uh, shaping it, providing the graduates to support these cars that we love to restore and drive and share with the next generation. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. And we've seen this big shift in trend in the United States in the last I'd say five years, and you can correct me here, maybe it's longer, where a lot of students, young people going to school, and even I've had a guest on the show that went back to college to McPherson when he was in his 50s to learn automotive restoration, that this idea of what used to be called called blue-collar work, let's say working and restoring cars, was something... Uh, maybe I'm saying this wrong, but it was a bit beneath university and colleges. But it's changed now, and people are realizing that, you know what, this is a viable career path. This is something very cool. And I know that one of your favorite accomplishments at McPherson is being named as the Chronicle of Higher Education, uh, as great college to work for as well. And, and I want to touch on that because I think that had a lot to do or has a lot to do with how you brought these programs in. I'm wondering, how have you achieved that with you and your team? You know, it's, um, I, I think people like to chase big dreams. They like to have clear visions. It doesn't get much clearer than, you know, in 2013, 
creating a vision for our faculty and our campus, uh, which includes students and staff, to compete to win at Pebble Beach by 2023. I mean, that's pretty clear. I think people like to chase big dreams. I think they like to be challenged in that way. And I think they like to um, they, they like to follow their passions as well. I mean, we've, we've created this degree program in automotive restoration that allows our students to, you know, instead of going to engineering school, they can come here and get a hands-on experience and really discern what area they want to go in the industry. And it might very well be to, to go and uh, work in management or business, but it might be to go restore some of the best Ferrari engines in the country, like Victoria Bruno is doing today. And so imagine you've got nine employees who are on our faculty who I think all but one of them are graduates who get to teach the future <laughs> yeah. generation how to restore these cars. So they get really excited about this. And so, you know, I think it's to our advantage. I wouldn't work somewhere for 21 years if I didn't really love it. And so you've got, I think, and I think our recognition with the Chronicle of Higher Education is a representation of our qual- the quality of the student experience that we have here. And so folks are really excited about the vision that we cast at McPherson College, the big dreams that we have, the goals. But on a day-to-day basis, they love their job. And I think that shows, particularly in this automotive restoration program that we have. Well, I'm going to tip my hat to you and your team for creating an environment like that because I went to college and graduated. It was quite a while ago, but I do recall some of the professors and even staff that I had to work with and I would paid my own way through college. So I really felt the the idea that I was a I was a customer of the college, if you will. You know, I was paying them for the privilege of being there uh, for them to teach me things. And sometimes some of the people there, they, they just weren't into it. And you're kind of like, well, I'm paying you a lot of money. Now, back then it wasn't as much, but it's all relative. I had to go out and earn it. Waxing cars, that's how I did it. Uh, So I really think this is important for students and especially, and we're going to touch on this in a second, how expensive colleges become for people. But first, I want to go back to this car because the fact that you and your students and the teams there put this car together and restored this car and were able to bring it to the lawn at Pebble and then win an award is beyond imagination because Pebble, I've been going, this was my 33rd year going to Pebble Beach Car Uh Week. And every year you think, how can they make this even better? And they just keep doing it. And when I walked up to that beautiful black beast of a Mercedes that you guys had there, I just put a big smile on my face because it was surrounded by people that were so excited. Can you touch on how important this was for you and the folks and the students at the school? Yeah, really, this, vehicle and the idea of competing to win at Pebble Beach is symbolic of excellence. That's the bar we wanted to set, not just for this project, but for the program in general. And so whether, you know, we're working on a 66 Mustang or whether we've got an old Pierce Arrow uh, out, we want that level of excellence feed into everything we do. And so this project, um, in addition to a big goal for the college, was also partly an experiment to infuse excellence across 
the curriculum. And so to have a project manager like Brian Martin, who's been nothing short of heroic, who had to project manage at a Concord level and then mentor dozens and dozens of students on a one-on-one basis over the last seven years to get this project done is just remarkable. And so the way it came together, it came together because of one, we put the resources on the table. We had to go find the car. Mm-hmm. Our national advisory board really stepped up and were really thoughtful about, you know, picking a project that could be on the lawn, but was also a, a good first project for us at this level. Uh, so Paul Russell is obviously in, instrumental in helping us secure this 300S. Uh, and then, you know, we, we, we had to have sponsors support us and we, the, the, the college had to come up with resources and a commitment to earmarking folks time. And so, but at the end of the day, it's all about people. And I think the fact that we had this many students who are capable of doing this kind of work and a college setting, I, I think it just sets the bar really high for what employers will expect from a McPherson College graduate. And so, obviously, you know, you've got a lot of symbolism in this project that, you know, you had dozens and dozens of students, three, four hundred, five hundred students were engaged with this project at the class level or uh, as part of some kind of workshop or seminar over the years. But whether you're a student who is intimately involved in restoring this, like our project students were, you benefited from this project because we were constantly over the last seven years learning how to do things on this car that we're infusing into the in, into our curriculum to make it better and infusing into the different projects uh, so that every student was able to benefit from this uh, project. Bottom line, this project took a lot of time, a lot of resources, but it elevated our entire program to a level that uh, I think exceeded all of our expectations. Oh, yeah. As I said, it, yeah, just a very proud moment, uh, for I think, for everybody and the people like myself that go to this event and see these cars. And plus the event that or the fact that there were so many Mercedes there that were lined up along the water uh, as Mercedes cars. It was a perfect time for all this to come together for you guys to have a, a car there. I mean, all the stars aligned, but it was you say seven years, and I know some people listening that haven't been involved in restoration go, my goodness, it took seven years. Well, there's cars that show up at Pebble that take 10 years to restore or longer. So this isn't really out of the scope, but the fact that so many hands got on it and the fact it came out the way it did is really a hats off to how you guys put this all together. I I mean, amazing job. Really amazing. Thank you. Just super cool. Well, one of the things that we all know is the challenge with the the expense that colleges and universities have come to in the U.S. And I looked it up this morning. There's $1.78 trillion in student loan debt in this country, which yeah. is mind-boggling. And I know that during your tenure, job and graduate school placement rates have led the nation. And while average debt per student it, uh, is the lowest yeah. uh, of any four-year college in Kansas, H- how have you pulled that off? So... About the time we set this uh, vision to compete to win at Pebble Beach, we were also trying to reinvent the net tuition revenue model because there's this battle in higher education. 
the college is too expensive. And then university, college, university like McPherson College put big scholarships on the table, huge scholarships on the table. And so we decided that instead of wearing out the narrative that college is either too expensive or, hey, we've got all these great scholarships, we know what's on the minds of most American families. And that's how much debt is it going to take for me to graduate? So we created this very simple program called the Student Debt Project. Students sign up and we put them into cohorts of anywhere from three to six students. We give them a mentor uh, who's usually a McPherson College graduate or close friend. We have some virtual groups. Uh, They also have a student mentor. We have student mentors who are involved in several of the groups. We provide basic financial literacy and we incentivize them working. And so The incentive is 25% of every dollar they earn, we match. And so we put them in groups with mentors. So there's mentorship component, basic financial literacy. And when I say basic, I mean basic budgeting 101 Mm -hmm. and balancing the collegiate experience around your co-curriculars, your school, your work, your social. And then finally, we incentivize. So this is incentivized aid. It's not entitlement. Aid, it's incentivized. So you work, you earn a dollar, 25 cents goes in. So when we started this program, the average debt per McPherson College graduate was over $27,000, which by the way, was, uh, is well, was well under the national average, but still, mm-hmm. in my opinion, too high. We started off with a cohort of five. And today we have over 400 students involved in the student debt project. Average debt at graduation is $15,100 per student. So this is, you know, bottom line made a big impact. I think the other really interesting thing folks would like about this is the financial literacy of students who come out of this program has really developed. And students come out not understanding that, oh my gosh, I took out a $5,000 loan and when I graduate, I'm actually going to owe like $5,700. You know, the idea of interest compounding over time, prioritizing their budget. Uh, we have students now that are graduating with no debt and they're able to buy a house quicker. They're able to you know, get married and have a family. And in fact, in this program, uh, students in this program have higher GPAs and they graduate at higher rates. Again, I I can't tell you how nice this makes me feel because I just find it so sad that so many young people in this country basically leave college or university with a massive mortgage around their neck. And and I don't know how they do it. I just don't know how they do it. I I look back to my days of college and it was difficult, but it's different. It's so different now. So what you're doing is just it's magnificent. Education is what it's all about and teaching about financial responsibility and how it all works and, and putting some dollars back into the pockets. Really, really, really cool, which is a great lead into something that really got us together today. And that is a recent $1 billion endowment commitment that's historical. I mean, what does this mean for you and the school? This is incredible. Well, from a real practical standpoint, when the gift matures, so when this estate comes due, McPherson College will be able to live out its mission forever, and we'll be able to be in a very rare position to accomplish 
everything we want to accomplish in our strategic plan and not be limited by resources. That we can challenge the industry to preserve car culture and the future of driving. I'm really, really excited that we just finished a a major research project with the Center for Automotive Research for us to consider adding an engineering program so we can start embracing uh, the future of the electric car, the autonomous vehicle, to get on board with uh, what the future looks like with our classic cars that we love so dearly right in the middle of that. It'll also allow us to keep the liberal arts at the center of the programs that we have, because I will just tell you that what this industry in automotive restoration likes the most about our students has nothing to do with the automobile. Interesting. It's the fact that they, that they come out with degrees in business and in history and communication design. And the fact that even our students who are technology track majors, so they intend to do something technical in their career. They've had courses in history and art and communication and business and and uh, writing. So they're they're whole persons. They communicate well. They have business acumen, and uh, they they've been engaged in a development process beyond just the technical aspects of restoring a car. And so we, I had someone out here who they just they wanted to know what the secret is and how could they just replicate our program and i said well you'd have to build a college <laughs> and a liberal arts yeah. one at that yeah. and so that's that that yeah yeah the, the secret behind our program has nothing to do with the automobile it's about the liberal arts and and fitting that together with the restoration program is magic for us really is yeah, tremendous what's your favorite part about running a college you know, for me, the people, and over 20 years, you get to meet a lot of people. And so now the proudest moment for me um, at Pebble Beach really was the Thursday tour and walking up and down all the cars. Mm-hmm. And I counted graduates, some of them from 15, 16, 17 years ago on over 70 cars. Those cool. are my students. Yeah. Those are my kids who now have families. They're running shops, private collections. Um, they're a part of significant restoration projects. And so staying in contact with our graduates. And, of course, there's all of our donors out there who become friends. I mean, Melanie and Richard Lundquist, you mentioned, you know, our first meeting was at a breakfast out at their place. Yeah. They've become dear, dear friends and their gifts to McPherson College are unrestricted. They love the automobile. Uh, They also love McPherson College and everything we have to offer. We got to know them through our interest, mutual interest in the automobile, but they've become very, very good friends. and, And that, you know, is meaningful to me and my family and all the other folks in this industry that we get to know because we've, we've come up just like everybody else has in the automotive world. And it's been fun to do it together and build those relationships. For, for me, it's, 
it's all about the people. You know, my first Pebble Beach was, I think it was 18 years ago, and I didn't know anybody. And to go back, you know, year after year and, and meet all your friends that you've gotten to know over time, and then all the new people that you get to meet through this program, because quite honestly, you know, McPherson College has gotten to be a pretty significant part of of these concours in this industry, because without us, you're missing a big part of what goes into restoring and taking care of these classic automobiles that we love. And so for me, it's all about the people. And I can say that about all the other programs we have at McPherson College. It's the students who graduate that you get to follow their careers and their families, the donors that have supported and cared for you all of these years. And it's it's fun and rewarding to be able to give them something like a car on the lawn at Pebble <laughs> Beach or a program that ensures that their grandkids can go to McPherson College without having to have any student loan debt or, you know, to be able to share, you know, in in July that, you know, we've raised over $1.5 billion for the McPherson College Endowment to tell them that I know you're hearing a lot about all these small schools that are going out of business. That's not us. Right. Yeah. Feels good to give that back to them. That must have been amazing for you to see all those past students. And and I've said this before, and it's it's a repeated message here on Cars Yeah with so many guests I've had on the show, is cars are really just the catalyst that bring all these wonderful people together. And yeah. I, I share your feeling every time I go to Pebble. It's people I haven't seen for a whole year. I haven't even spoken with them. And all of a sudden, hey, how you doing? And it's just, you know, it's all about bringing that together. So again, bravo for doing that. What would you say moving forward, looking ahead at McPherson, would be the biggest challenge that you guys face in the future? Yeah, I would tell you that in higher ed, where we've had to really adapt is not to be stagnant, that lots of schools who are doing well. So to go back 10 years and use the automotive restoration program example, 10 years ago in 2013, when McKeel Haggerty and I sat down together and he shared that we really need to think about a strategic plan for this program and go through a visioning process. And he funded a retreat for Amanda Gutierrez at the, at the time who, who was running the program. And I was there. We had our advisory board members there, a few graduates. We were doing pretty well when we sat down around the table. Uh, but we needed to become more focused. And we created a plan that has literally transformed that program and while doing it created a model for the rest of the campus. And so the challenge is always going to be for McPherson college that is, is that are doing that we're doing things that many people think are impossible. It's going to be able to answer that question. What's next. Right. And so that's the challenge for us as we think about what's next. And again, one of my favorite parts about McPherson college is that it's not a stagnant place. We have a board, we have a faculty and a staff who are always thinking about what can we do to get a little bit better? What's next? And so I think once once uh, uh, Amanda and I have a chance to process with our national advisory board and we pull some things together, I think what you'll find is 
this uh, appearance at Pebble Beach, this award that, that our students received at Pebble Beach is just the beginning of something. <laughs> yeah. But that's the challenge is what's next. Always. Absolutely. I, I love that. It's really important because you're right. A lot of, well, businesses, people, and universities and colleges just kind of sit on their laurels and never grow. And you just can't do that. Can't do that in any aspect of life. That's right. I was so fortunate to run into Amanda. I see her every year and get to say hello. And where I got to see her was Thursday morning at the tour, same place she talked about, walking amongst all those cars. And there she was with uh, your group of people uh, in front of that beautiful black Mercedes. So, so yeah. good. So good to see her again. You know, I, I like to ask people a little bit more personal about their cars. And I, I think there's a, there's a blue car in your life, right? In your family? Yeah, my family, we, we're not, we don't collect things. Um, but we do have, we do have a, a car that we love, a 1966 Pontiac. Her name is Ruth. She's <laughs> blue. My wife, Candy, learned to drive in Ruth. Really? Oh, no kidding. My girls both learned to drive in Ruth. Yeah, she's really special. She's been in my wife's family for uh, since the early 70s. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, that name is special to me because my grandmother's name was Ruth. So yeah. there you go. Where did the name come from for that vehicle? Ruth was uh, the name of uh, uh, the car's first owner. Oh, okay. Her name was Ruth. There you go. So all the kids just decided to call the car Ruth. So. <laughs> I love it. Great. Awesome. You know, it's kind of interesting, too, is that's one of those old time names that's kind of coming back. And you're seeing people named Ruth uh, nowadays. So some of those names like Ruth and Betty and, and other names that are coming back uh, into uh, the foray. And even my new uh, granddaughter, uh, she goes by Evie, but her name's Evelyn. And you think of Evelyn as kind of a little uh -huh. old style name, right? So uh, yeah, yeah, very, very cool. So I'm a bit of a car psychologist. Now, I didn't get my degree in psychology, but I like to play this game. If you were reincarnated pun intended, manifests as a vehicle. Not what you want to be, though, Michael. It's how you perceive the man in the mirrors. You got to dig a little deep for me here. What would you be, but more importantly, why? What kind of car? Well, what car would you be? Yeah, if you, again, yeah. it's not what you want to okay. be because we'd all love to be a Ferrari. Yeah, a what would I car. be? Yeah, yeah, what would I be? Yeah. You know, I, so, you know, I, I have always kind of considered myself understated. Okay. Uh, but then when you, you know, you, you pop the hood, there's a little bit more, it's a little bit more complex. So I think I'd be an Audi. An Audi. Okay. You know, why is that? Okay. okay. So, now, now why an Audi? You know, I think an Audi's, uh, you know, fairly understated. I can, I could, you know, I can drive an Audi and, you know, McPherson, Kansas and not, you know, get a lot of attention, which is kind of how I, operate but then when you when you get in and you driver and you pop the hood you know you understand oh there's a, you know there's there's a lot going on here great performance solid automobile uh the more you look at it you know the <laughs> you know maybe that you know you can appreciate the lines yep so yeah i think i think that's i think that's a, a good 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 story about who michael is yeah i think so well, you know, I've traveled a lot this past month, more than kind of normal, and I've rented cars, and an Audi early this month, early August uh, last month, I 
I rented, I was in Arizona, an Audi Q5. Now, I've always liked German cars. Uh, my parents had an Audi way, way long ago, an Audi LS, way back when. But uh-huh. I really liked that car, and it had all the kind of attributes that German cars have. And then at Pebble, uh, they gave me a Tesla, first time in an electric vehicle. I would... I could talk for a couple hours about that experience, which I actually very much liked. And then my recent trip, I just got back the other day uh, from uh, Southern California and they upgraded me. And I will say it wasn't quite an upgrade to a Cadillac Escalade that was so hard to park. (laughs) I was like, that thing was way too big, but uh, it did roll in style, but it was just way bigger than I like. But that Audi was my favorite for the month for sure. So I'd love to share a great book that you would like to share with our listeners that perhaps you've recently read that you found uh, really inspirational or helpful. Yeah, I'm I'm a big uh, biography reader. I love to read biographies. I'd say a good one. I and I've read it a few times. I keep coming back to it. Excuse me. Shoe Dog. Oh yeah. Bill Nike. Yeah. The Nike story. Yeah. Shoe Dog is one that that I really can appreciate, and it it gives you hope. And then I don't know if you've seen it. You know, it with, with some of the shows that have come out. You know, there's they're referred to it, and it, it gives you hope when you know I. I feel like at McPherson College, we're up and comers. We're, you know, we're clearly beyond the startup phase. But as we look to put these transformational resources together and we move forward, uh, it, it some days it feels a little bit impossible. And I, that came through when I read Shoe Dog and Phil Knight's story, you know, about, you know, those times of, you know, it can feel a little impossible. I found it inspiring, particularly where I'm at in my career and where McPherson College is at, and particularly where I want to see it someday. So, Did you get a chance to watch the movie Air about Michael Jordan and Nike? Yeah, yeah I it, did, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I Right after I saw that movie, I spoke to a guy who, he actually had him a guest on the show, who worked in the shoe industry, and he was there during that entire time. And he said it was pretty darn accurate as to what was happening. We all think of Nike as this company has been around forever, but, you know, they were struggling at that time and trying to trying to make a niche. And boy, did they with that deal. Uh, certainly worked out for Michael Jordan nicely, that's for sure. It didn't uh, hurt Nike at all. So that's a great story. Yeah, what, what he did there and selling shoes out of the back of a car. And wow, yeah, amazing. It's kind of like, um, uh, let's see, Polo, Ralph Lauren, selling ties out of the back of a, a trunk, going into Macy's and trying to make a name for himself. And yeah, yeah. you just got to keep plugging through. So let's go on the ultimate drive today, Michael, before I let you go. I'm going to park any car in the world in your garage. <laughs> you can take it for a drive anywhere you'd like. You can take anybody with you, including somebody from the past that isn't here anymore opens up the world for an interesting co-pilot. So what does the ultimate drive look like for a guy like you? You know, it's a really good question. And I, <laughs> I you know, I, I, I gave it some, I'll tell you, I gave it some thought and I, I, I'm going the sentimental route. So good. Oh, I love it. My, my grand, my grandmother, her name was Gertie. Spent a lot of time with her growing up. She taught me how to cook. She taught me how to, you know, light a match. She taught me how to use a hammer. But she taught me, she taught me how to drive too. And she had a 1980 Monza. Wow. Okay. And Chevy, yeah, Chevy Monza. There you go. So it would be in a 1980 Chevy Monza with my grandma Gertie, and I, I'd love to take a ride with her in that. Open up the side vents yeah. on a nice fall afternoon in Kansas and take it, take a ride with her. 
Oh, you know how fortunate you were to get to spend time with her, right? I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Not a lot of people get to be around their grandparents. Mine lived far away. I didn't get to see them much and I really never got to know them. And trying to make a real strong effort with my two grandchildren. Just just got our second one a month ago. Uh, very excited about that. And uh, try to figure out how can I be a part of their lives without intruding too much, you know, on their parents, but but be there for them and teach them all those things. And I tell you, I, I walked the lawn at Pebble Beach 33 years ago with my daughter on my back when she was a year and a half old. And I reminded her of that when I just recently <laughs> saw her with her new little baby. And I said, you know, I hope someday I can take uh, your son and your daughter to Pebble Beach to see the cool cars as well. And uh, I think she looked at me and said, you know, Dad, I'm sure you'll figure out a way to do that. So don't worry about it. Fun stuff. <laughs> Fun stuff. You've taken us on a wonderful ride today, Michael. And I can't thank you enough for sharing what important work you're doing at McPherson College. Talked about you guys a lot on the show. Really, really happy with what you're doing and how you're helping young people get into the trade and helping the trade stay alive. Could you share with us before you leave us with some words of inspiration, a success quote, or a mantra that has great meaning for you that you share with your students? Yeah. Look, you know, a couple things. One, over the last couple of years, I, I really have a great sense and am more confident than ever that McPherson College belongs <laughs> in this industry. Our students belong. We belong in places like Pebble Beach. We belong in some of the shop, best shops in the United States. Our students belong right alongside of some of the best collectors m managing those collections. We, we belong, and that feels really good to have arrived. When for so many years, and you all know the story, that this program was on the chopping blocks in the late 1990s, and then Jay Leno called mm, and nice. started a snowball effect that has gotten us to where we're at today. And so I'll tell you that um, I've never felt more confident in our place and, and where we're at. And I can promise you, that this is just the beginning of what McPherson College will will do to impact the future of this industry that we love so much. And I'll just tell you that, Mark, it is a great day to be a Bulldog. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. How could people learn more about McPherson College? And if they have the means and wherewithal, go there and help support the school. Yeah, absolutely. If you go to mcpherson.edu, m-c-p-h-e-r-s-o-n.edu. Uh, you can find out all about us there. We would love, love, love to have you on our campus at any point, particularly that first weekend of May, where you can come out and go to one of the best car shows in the Midwest, which is hosted by our one and only students at McPherson College, it will be a, a big treat if you ever wanted to come out for that. The best way to really understand what we do is to come out and see it. And that's the best weekend to do it. First weekend of May. Well, there you go. Very, very cool. Well, you have taken us on a wonderful journey today. And I want to do a quick shout out again to Amanda Gutierrez, who's been a guest on the show and how she's absolutely she's uh, leading the charge there at that program. And of course, your assistant, uh, Tina Goodwin, who got us together today. So, Tina, thank you for all of your efforts. I uh, really appreciate it. Until you and I talk again, Michael, I'll see you 
down the road. You got it. Thank you. You're welcome. Cars yeah has teamed up with TechForce Foundation, one of our charities of choice, to help young people who love cars, problem solving, and working with their hands pursue careers as professional technicians. From auto, collision, and restoration techs to motorcycle boats, race cars, and aviation, TechForce covers the gamut of technician opportunities. Technical education and the skills trades matter, and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn how you can help to power the technical workforce at techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!